0: Hello, hello, my global friends. It's Isabella Lumbeck here, the World Messenger, and, and I'm welcome you for yet another power episode of Legacy Leader Show. To have a very special guest, the Powerhouse Woman that is joining us from Frugal a police department close by Aston, Texas. Uh, I have Jessica Rob- uh, Robledo. <laughs> Sorry, Jessica, jump in your last name, uh, joining us, the veteran in industry with over 33 successful years in law enforcement. Servant leader, that I absolutely love her message, the way she um, communicates and treats with her team and her group, uh, specifically also being phenomenal mentor and leading with example, but also giving love and caring heart that is helping hand home for children and true community advocate. Jessica, welcome.
1: Thank you, thank you for having me. It's an honor to be here.
0: Absolutely, I know you're extremely busy. I know it's close to end of the year, but I want to honor powerful women, and you were the one of them um, this month, this month of uh, end of the year. With that, you work so hard, I'm sure, to protect, but also to serve your community during a very unprecedented um, time. Could you tell us a little bit how has been uh, 2020 in your world?
1: <laughs> 2020 has not been our friend, but let me tell you something. Um after doing this for several years, you don't do it because you have to. You do it because you choose to, and you do it because you want to make a difference. You want to be able to plant your seeds of growth, of leadership. You want to break down the barriers for those that are too afraid to raise their hand and say, I want to be part of that profession. I as a young girl, wanna be like you, but I'm too scared because it's a male dominated profession. You have to be able to reach down to the lower levels, especially in the school system, to be able to allow these children to have a conversation with you. Um, You have to humanize yourself. You have to humanize your badge. You know, we weren't born in this polyester. I know I wasn't. I'm just like everybody else. And, And you have to show people the real you you have to be real and you have to be wrong.
0: Wow, that is so powerful. And, and and love what you just said that you have to you have to be real, you have to be also wrong, meaning that you can learn from each other, right? And then we're not always know the, all the answers, but the attitude, how we come in. Uh, I, I just love, again, how you demonstrate your leadership and I'm sure managing how many people in your department you're currently managing uh, right now um, to, to, to really execute even though, Uh, you're part of a smaller community, it is ripple in effect, right? And you collaborate with a community in Austin, Texas, a neighboring area, but overall, you represent something huge and big, which is, again, law enforcement in the United States.
1: Yes, ma'am, you know, a little bit about myself and I'll tell you this, Um, I retired from the Austin Police Department. I did 30 years of service there. I retired as an assistant chief. And um, that taught me and built my leadership foundation. Um, And I got to see and work for a diverse community. So all my building blocks come from there. All the lessons learned, mistakes made and opportunities for growth. And, And then I retired, I retired for a little bit I can say I retired (laughs) and then Pflugerville had an opportunity. They needed a little bit of help. This is a smaller agency. Um, I manage over 130 folks, sworn and civilian. But let me tell you something that's phenomenal and totally different about Pflugerville. It's the people that you work for. It's not only the men and women, okay, because they don't work for me. I work for them. I work for the citizens. I work for every resident. I don't care what color your skin is. I don't care what your socioeconomic background is. I don't care if you don't have a college education. I care that you feel safe, that you are safe, and that you feel valued as a resident of this community. So one of the things that we pride ourselves in is to lead with a servant's heart and engage our diverse community in partnership, to become one. We need to remember that we are our community, and our community are us. We're one. That I can't is. do this job without our community.
0: That is so powerful. I love I love how you uh, break it down and and showing that we can work hand in hand, and what actually is more important and in bringing back humanity aspects to it and, and treating each other humanely and equally and, and at the same time uh, living in harmony as a result of it so that not just demonstrates within your own department but outside and that is amazing ripple effect um, you're very humble, obviously, but being chief, uh, even still managing such a gr- large group of people and, and, and 33 years of tenure, obviously you work in such an interesting different backgrounds and then different uh, places. Do you mind sharing how actually you started? How did you put yourself and decide and said, even back then when it was even more challenging to be a woman in law enforcement, to beat all of those ads, what you had to deal with and what you had to break through?
1: You know, Isabella, my life is a story of tragedy. Um, My father was murdered when I was a young child and my mother died and I lost both of them within a year. I have no brothers or sisters. So when I say that you find yourself at the bottom of the barrel of life, I was at the bottom of the barrel of life. I was raised by my grandparents, and I grew up in West Texas in a very small community. But I think by the grace of God, and I call my parents my angels because that's the only way I made it, Um, and I was a very angry little girl. Why me? Not fair. So it teaches you to fight for everything. So I've been a fighter as a child, if you put a wall in front of me and said, you can't, I said, I can, and I will, because I don't know any different. So that's why I do a lot of work with at, ru- at risk children and youth, um, started a, a mentorship program because I am that blueprint. I am that child and I broke those barriers. And if I can break those barriers, you can break those barriers and there's nothing that you can't achieve. So failure, uh, feeling like you don't belong, not knowing where you belong. There comes a time in life when you find out what your driven purpose in life is and you make a decision that you're going to make a difference. And you're not gonna play the victim and you're not gonna have a pity party. And you will find that life will create bumper guards. I call them bumper guards in life, where where it helps guide you. And, and, And people will rise to help you because they see the passion in your heart. They see the passion in your voice. But let me tell you what they also see. Sometimes when strong women have too much passion, people are intimidated
0: true they very, very are
1: intimidated true. and they perceive you as the opposite of what your heart is
0: very true and it's like how is this even possible because they see you as a threat instead of to see you as an asset and as a great contributor to the team
1: yes yes so continuing on did i always want to be a police officer no i had no mentorship i had nothing my mentorship came from my coaches and my teachers. That's all I had to help me with that negative energy that life dealt me, the bad cards. So I used school, I used sports. um, I learned to work in a team environment and that helped shape me. So you'll see that I went to college to be a coach and to be a teacher because that's all I knew. and. And my fourth year of college is when I realized, uh-oh, I have an interest in criminal justice, but I just didn't have the financial means or the backing to go back, because we came. I came from very humble beginnings, and we didn't have a lot of money. Um, so I graduated, and then uh, I just found my way to Austin, um, you know, and. I grew up in Austin. The Austin Police Department raised me. I say that with great honor and pride. They raised me and that community taught me how to be a good officer because I worked. I always wanted to go eat lunch um, at the smallest places. I call them holes in the wall.
0: Yeah, because that's the-
1: where the best people work.
0: That is where the heart is, right? And all these yes. home-cooked recipes and the best, most delicious meals you'll ever get. Yes.
1: And that's where you would find me.
0: Wow. That is
1: that's where you would find me. Um, because I wanted to hear other people's stories. Because I wanted to talk about my story. And when you have broken as a child, the more you tell your story, the more you heal so I've been healing my entire life. I am a work in progress and I continue to self-reflect because I know that I'm human and I'll make mistakes. And in my leadership, I try to surround myself with excellence and I am a tough cookie when it comes to building teams. <laughs> I am hard on my team, but I build horses. I build successful teams. And there is one thing that my team can never say is Jess, Jess, cares about us. She cares about us. They'll never tell you that I don't care. Sometimes I care about them more than they care about themselves. So if you're a leader, just know that there's a balance there. And sometimes um, if you're a female, um, you're going to get criticized a little bit more, harsher, uh, but that's okay. Don't let it break your spirit. You're where you're supposed to be. Don't forget the path that you're going and that you still got to kick some doors in. I'm still kicking doors in.
0: (laughs) I love it. I love it. I also love the way you demand excellence because a lot of people don't even know what they have hidden in them. And I'm sure you meet people and specifically your officers where they're at at the moment, but you also see their potential and you know where they can be. And sometimes without pushing them and knowing how to play, uh, They will never unfold that. They will never even recognize what they're good at it, right?
1: It's funny you should say that because, you know, as women leaders, I think our emotional intelligence is a little bit higher and um, I have a bad habit. Actually, I think it's a good habit. Uh, (laughs) When I walk into a room, I scan people. I scan people and I want to shake your hand. I want to look in your eyes and I want to welcome you and I want to connect with you. So I try to teach that to my guys, that I may walk into a room full of strangers, but I'm going to leave with a room full of friends.
0: Ah, that is beautiful.
1: Because you have to plant seeds. Because we don't do that enough as a country, as a nation, as a world. If we did that more, we wouldn't have half the problems that we have. But you have to look and attack things a little bit differently. And you have to be a little different. And I'm a whole lot different. And I'm okay with that. but you also have to love yourself. You have to love the people that work with you. I tell my folks, I love you. I'm gonna hold you accountable, but I love you. And at first they were like, oh, chief said she loved me. I'm like, don't get crazy. Don't get crazy. It's not like that. I love you in a motherly manner. I'm here to support you, but I'm not gonna let you go rogue. I'm gonna hold you accountable and you're gonna be the best cop that you can be.
0: Yeah, tough love, right? (laughs) Yes. Uh, That is so beautiful because a lot of times we we grew up all in different environments and all of us are having insecurities specifically early on as we're trying to figure out or as we go in second, third time through career change or whatever it might be or, or, or to rediscovering ourselves, right? finding the truth of who we are and what we are meant to do here. And, and sometimes we definitely need to that tough love, but also a lot of unexpected opportunities to really practice and best way to learn where we really fit and how we can contribute.
1: Yes. I think it's, it's most important to be able to trust mm-hmm. your leader and trust your team. Uh, I'm, Notorious for pushing people out of their comfort zones, so when they see me walking down the hall, they're like, "Oh God, here she comes! What she? What are we doing now?" You know, and uh, but that's great. Let's, hide. You
0: know, Let's move.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, they're like, "Oh my God, she's coming!" And and I'm like, "No, no, no come here." hallway is empty.
0: Come
1: here. <laughs> and sometimes I just want to give them a hug and ask them how they're doing, how their kids are doing. You know, it's important to remember people's families and their foundation because um, that's what makes them come to work is knowing that you care about them and their families. The biggest goal for me is that every one of my officers goes home safe back home to their families. And you have to model that. Um, I'm in the process of working real hard, breaking barriers on police resilience, um, mental wellness, in policing is very important because we have a lot of police suicides and I've told my team that that will break my heart if I ever have to bury one of my own. Um, I don't know that that we're all prepared for that. Um, so what I want for them is more than they want for themselves. So we do uh, mental well wellness checks every year, once a year. I do them myself. Uh, We work out. I allow them to work out on duty because you go from call to call to call to call to call. Say you take 200 calls in one day and they're all bad, 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 bad. It fills your cup with nothing but bad seeds. You have to provide an outlet so that can filter down. If I don't care about my people, how do I expect them to care about the citizens that we serve? In addition, we do police yoga.
0: Wow! <laughs> Tell us more.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, we got a grant, we got a contract, and uh, we call it first responder yoga. Uh-huh. And um, I lead by example, and so does command staff. And um, they teach us how to breathe, and they teach us to stretch, and and that's probably we do it once a week, and it's probably, you know, everybody says that the day of yoga they sleep better every night. Um, so what it does is it gives us tools for resiliency.
0: And distressing and, and going back within being more in touch with our own body. Right? Yes. If you Forget adrenaline kicks in. You're constantly 24 seven keeps going. You're on the roll, but when do you take a pause and debrief and, and shift the gears? Yeah, That's so powerful.
1: We've uh, established chaplain programs here. We've established peer support programs here when you're going through something. Uh, we have a contract with a practitioner that will allow you to debrief. Um, and I'll give you an example. I had a team of, of officers that worked a baby drowning. It was a two-year-old and they had to give this baby CPR in front of uh, the mother and they weren't successful. So they took that burden with them. And I saw them in the hallway the next day and it was a blank stare. Mm -hmm. And I said, whoa, 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 come here. I said, what's going on with you? I said, what call did you just take? So they shared with me Mm -hmm. that they had taken a call the day before. So what bothered me was why didn't anybody else catch that blank stare? So I took them off the street and I send them to the counselor, got them back on track. And then they came in my office and one of them gave me a hug and said, you know what chief, you cared about me enough to be present, to pay attention. Because when I couldn't save that two-year-old, I saw the face of my two-year-old at home. Mm -hmm. People don't understand the job that we do. They don't understand the intricacies of what it takes Um, We are different. We are different in this profession and we're always striving to do better. We don't come to work with a goal to hurt people. We don't come to work with a goal to throw people in jail. We come to work to make a difference. And we do that by every single public contact. And I call that investing in emotional capital. You put that seed, you put that seed in the cup and you fill that cup up. That's your cup. So if each officer does that every day when they come to work, their cup runneth over.
0: Wow such an amazing life wisdom here and and showing that how applicable this can be to any profession but the level of sensitivity understanding and depth i mean they're lucky to have you because you are touching on all of the key points to really give them environment and i always say everything starts with leadership and i wish the more different departments across the country would le- leverage and utilize the wisdom that already exists and replicate success that you're having.
1: It's, it's different because if you, if you look and see how many female chiefs there are, there are not very many of us, and especially in Central Texas. Um, so what I have done is I have started a, a women's mentorship program mm-hmm. to mentor others from other agencies. And I check in on them quarterly and I let them vent on a Zoom and I tell them you're not alone. You're in a safe place, you're not alone. And when when I'm I try to be their bumper guard because it's very hard to be the only executive female on a team because men and women don't think
0: the same. Way. We and lead differently. Yes. Yes, but also seeing things holistically, looking at bigger picture, and be able also to process and then to voice it and see what's missing. Uh, and I'm sure that sometimes it gets lonely to be only woman and, and trying to get that voice heard, let alone to make a positive transformation. So I'm just so glad you have now your your hands and reins free that you can really show what's possible, and from there we can start with creating ripple in effect with other other departments.
1: Yes, that's that's the goal.
0: That is brilliant. That is absolutely brilliant. So, do you want to share a little bit what is what is coming? What are you so excited about? Twenty twenty one. I know everybody wants to exit <laughs> as fast as possible from this year and hoping for better. But with everything that you're doing, obviously, i oh My goodness, it just just I'm just so excited to hear w- what is coming.
1: I think that for me and for us, it's education, education uh, to get through COVID, to get through vaccinations, to educate not only my staff, but the community of the importance of what's right to do, what's right for you. You know, Uh, it's not my job to tell everyone what to do. You're an adult, but we do want to provide the education. Not everybody has that support system to be able to um, be able to discuss the benefits, the positives, the negatives. You know, next thing you know, in a month we're gonna have more, I say more than three options mm-hmm. for vaccines. So now decisions have to be made. So you have to work with city staff, administrators. And, and other resources, fire departments, EMS, on how do, you, how do we push this forward? How do we create safety within our own community? Through education. Um, I think that for now, keeping everyone healthy is what we need to concentrate on. Keeping our, our mental health up I want to encourage everybody, do something for yourself. Move the body, go walk, go run, do yoga, do whatever you need to do because you can't help others if you're not well yourself. So, so that, that's what we need to do. Uh, instead of worrying about, oh, how many tickets am I going to write today? No, we need, we need to take care of that too. But how about we take care of our health first? How many cops are telling you Take care of your health first. Take care of your mental health first. How about we start there, basic foundation, is mankind, as the human race, to be able to care about one another. Let's start there.
0: Wow, oh my goodness. That is like music to my ears, based on my also years of experience in environments I'm being exposed to. And and I just can't say how refreshing it is to hear from someone because I'm being a supporting state of Colorado and on a a national level, um, a lot law enforcement and whatnot and seeing a lot of different things. And I always had this desire, I was like, needs to be done more and we can really do more and be more and as a result, we'll have, as you said, much healthier, better community. And um, we cannot ignore symptomatic issues that we're seeing. And you spot on, Mental health suicide, suicide prevention. All of those things are necessary. They're not any more optional. They're required.
1: Yes. Yes, they are required.
0: And then I also love that you touched on emotional intelligence aspect and building an emotional capacity. And beautiful thing you just said, it's emotional. Um, you said... Um, uh, building your, with, with your team, uh, uh, emo- overall emotional capacity of all team, I, I, that that is such a strong, for everybody watching and listening, I guys, I really want you to take that to the heart, your individual contribution, but overall your team, and so much that actually corporate America can learn from.
1: <laughs> who would have thought, huh?
0: <laughs> yes, who would have thought? <laughs> Jessica, do you mind, and in, in, it's just an absolute pleasure, I know you have a lot going on, so I'm not gonna keep you away too long, but I wanted to, definitely this will be to continued conversation, uh, but b- wrapping up this year, and again, highlighting amazing leadership and what is possible, what would be your message, not only for other law enforcement from different divisions, uh, beyond policing, uh, different levels, uh, as well as community in in this country. What would you like to share with them as a message of the hope, but also strong and very necessary leadership actionable items?
1: I wanna tell everyone to take a minute and love yourself. Mm -hmm. Love yourself, take care of yourself. That way you can take care of others if you're in the service industry, self-reflect, make some adjustments, pivot where you need to, hold yourself accountable. Don't forget to apologize because it means the world to people and it shows your human element. You're going to make mistakes so once you build your foundation build others takes a ripple effect and then we can become better as a human mankind as a human race it takes nothing it costs nothing to be kind to someone meet them with a smile makes a difference we can do this we can do this
0: all of those things are free, the smile, the kindness, compassion. And, and and if we're part of the service, interacting with other humans, that should be our first foundation to go for it. So, yes.
1: Yes. Everything else falls into place. Everything else. I think we should also strive to be more grateful and thankful for the basic things and what this pandemic has taught us. Think about how we do business now. We don't have to be in the same room. Some folks get to work from home. Us, no. <laughs> We're called essential, so we have to be out there. But at the same time, I think it's created an opportunity to, to be more supportive of our family, of our home base. You know, more families are spending time together. Can't go out as much. More families are buying board games. Now you're connecting with your loved ones, right? True, very true. true. Now now you're getting to know each other instead of being on this thing right here all the time. You know, remember, those of you that are old enough that are my age, we weren't watching TV all the time. We were outside playing. And what did that teach us? And we have forgotten that. We've gotten away from that human connection, human connection goes yes. a long way.
0: And and problem solving through those things, being out and, and being resourceful and, and, and being playful and light and not seeing everything as, as stress or as a problem, right? it's right. Just a different way of being. And I think we can restore that. Such a phenomenal reminder, Jessica. Specifically as holidays approaching, it's it's like, what are our values and what's important to us? Right. So.
1: Right. Especially, you know, they said that, that the death rate is going to climb more. Um, enjoy your loved ones because you don't know life's too short. Um, and take it from someone who has lost everything in their life. Uh, I don't get those Christmases. I don't get that cup of coffee that you do. Uh, I don't get to sit down and ask for advice. I have to pray for my advice. So consider yourself lucky. Consider Be grateful for what you do have and take care of those that have taken care of you.
0: Wow. This is amazing gratitude. Uh, just to hear this and have you on the show again, I am super excited to release this as soon as possible because it's so timely on so many levels. And again, um, thank you for speaking from your heart, from experience. And, 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 and you can just know what do you stand for? And I think this is a great example as a chief of police, all the other chiefs to really pay attention and look at what they can do uh, to transform their organizations. So I will make sure that this gets disseminated to some of them as well, (laughs) Uh, (laughs) because it's a time to make a difference and uh, you have a huge, huge fan and big cheerleader, just so you know, Jessica.
1: Thank you. You know, um, for those, Chiefs that are listening, um, there's something special that we do that has really meant a lot is, and, and I want to share this before we close. Um, when someone gets promoted here, we bless the badge.
0: Ooh, that is bless
1: your badge. Wow. And my leadership team and I will put our hand over your heart. Over your badge. And we will bless you. And I never had anyone bless mine, but it's a thing here now, it's a tradition.
0: Wow, that is so powerful. Wow. Dear Jessica, that is so beautiful. And uh, again, such a transformative, such a holistic, such an inclusive way of looking at things and and definitely making shift and change. I'm excited to see what you're gonna do in years to come. Uh, And again, thank you again for being such an amazing leader and demonstrating that in everything you do.
1: Thank you, Isabella. Thank you for what you do in highlighting leadership and women uh, with your videos, with your podcast, everything that you do. It takes people like you to unveil and take that lens and showcase it. So thank you for everything you're doing.
0: Thank you for listening to Legacy Leader Show. If you enjoyed the content and had a positive experience, then please leave us a positive rating. In addition, leave us a positive review whenever you are listening on whatever platform there might be. Make sure your friends and family also know about the benefit and value that we provide and what we have to offer.
1: Cheers.